Congratulations, you are tuned into the number one podcast where life has no limits. Your host, Joan Kaler, is the founder of Joan Kaler Counseling and Consulting International. Joan consults with clients around the world to help them reach their full potential with emotional freedom techniques, chakra balancing, and cognitive behavior therapy. Joan is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant. Now, here is Joan. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Life Without Limits. My name is Joan Kaler, and I'm a consultant and a teacher of emotional freedom techniques around the world. I want to thank everyone, all my followers. Thank you for coming back. And for those of you who are new, welcome in. Now, this Life Without Limits is where you learn how to balance your life, how to have health and vitality and how to have wild abundance and success. Yes, I have the most brilliant people on my show. Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Mr. Ricky Shetty, who is unbelievable what he has done. Wait till you all hear this. Hi, Ricky. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure to connect with you, my friend. Thanks for having me on your podcast here today. Oh, you're so kind. Ricky has 10 billion followers on his podcast, The Digital Nomad Mastery. And I have many, many, many loyal followers and listeners. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Ricky, what your podcast, your brand is Digital Nomad Mastery. What the heck is a digital nomad? Yes, Joan, thank you for asking. So it's actually a hot new trend uh, in the world nowadays. Uh, so because of the power of the internet, we all, no matter where in the world we are from, no matter where in the world we live, we can all work online. Uh, so the actual term digital nomad means someone who's working digitally, that's the digital part, and then nomad is obvious, it means to travel. So, so basically the simplest definition of the term is someone who's working online while traveling the world. Yes. And what's, what's additionally fascinating about Ricky, okay, everyone, wait for it, wait for it. Ricky is married and has a family of three young children. He has been traveling the world. He's originally from Vancouver. You know, I love you, Canada. I love Vancouver. Honest to Pete, the coolest people come from Vancouver. <laughs> so you have three young children. How many continents? You've been traveling the world for how many years now? Yeah, so I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I personally have been to 81 countries on six continents. So I've been to every continent in the world with the exception of Antarctica. And uh, we've been traveling as a family for the last uh, two years now. And our big goal as a family is to be the first family in human history to visit every single country in the world. And a little bit of trivia for your listeners uh, out there in podcast land. There's actually 193 United Nations member states. So there's 193 official countries in the world. Uh, so our goal is to visit them all and uh, to reach them all and be the first family to do so. Wow. Even Antarctica? <laughs> you have Even Antarctica, yes. Even Antarctica. Are there any warm spots in Antarctica? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, uh, obviously, it's the, one of the coldest places in the world. So you got to bundle up. you got to hang out with the penguins. They have uh, 
bases, like for the different countries that do research out there. So you, a lot of people will do a cruise from Ushuaia, which is the southernmost tip of uh, South America. So you'll do a cruise that gets from Ushuaia uh, to Antarctica, and you'll stop in a few places along the way. Uh, you'll get off and uh, get, uh, get onto the actual Antarctican continent, and then, uh, you know, obviously take your pictures, and then uh, head, head back on the cruise back to Ushuaia. Okay. That's one way. There's also flights and helicopter that will go over, but I, I want to do it where, with a cruise where we actually put our feet on the Antarctican continent, the only continent we're missing. That sounds so exciting. So there, in actuality, there are seven continents in the world. Okay, and you said 193 countries. Whoa. And how many countries? I Repeat this again. How many countries have you been to? Yeah, so there's 193 total countries. Okay. Uh, the breakdown is uh, 23 in North America. There's 12 in South America. There's 47 in Europe. 43 in Asia, there's 14 in Oceania, and there's 54 in Africa. So that's the breakdown of the 193. And I've been to 81 countries total. Uh, the major part of the world I haven't seen much of yet is Africa. I've only done two countries, Egypt and South Africa. Mm -hmm. And there's some parts of um, Eastern Europe I haven't done, some parts of Middle East and some parts of the South Pacific, and a few Caribbean islands. But I've done all the way from Alaska all the way down uh, continental America, from North America to you know Canada, U.S., Mexico, into Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, then down to uh, Costa Rica and then all the South American countries into. Uh, so I've done all the, the, the North, North and South American continent. And now actually when I'm doing this interview, I'm here in Manila, Philippines, and our goal is to do every country here in Asia. I only have a couple left to go. go. Uh, Bhutan, Bhutan and uh, Papua New Guinea and... Uh, North Korea, the tricky one. I gotta visit these three countries. Then I'll have done every single country in South Asia. I cannot wait. <laughs> now that I have my updated passport, I cannot wait to visit. I don't know that I'll make a whole 193 countries, but I'd like to visit a few more. If you all want a fantastic geography lesson, follow Ricky's podcast, buy Ricky's books. I have learned so much about geography and the world through following him and our other digital nomad friends, Scott Patton. So between the two of you, um, I go, oh, I know where that is. But, but ladies and gentlemen, the thing is, okay, so Ricky is an extremely successful tr digital nomad. The, the cherry on the topping of all this is he has three young children, and one of them is how old? How old is your baby? Yeah, so I have three kids. Uh, we have a daughter who's Rianne, who's six, and then we have a son, Ryan, who's four. Then we have a little guy, Renzo, who's two. So six-year-old girl, four-year-old son, and then another little son, two. So six, four, two. Six four. Whoa, spaced them very nicely. I must say, congratulations to you. But he and his wife, is it, what is her name, Ricky? Yeah, lo the lovely Anne. I got to give her credit for uh, those babies <laughs> every two years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my lovely wife, Anne, and uh, we came up with our daughter's name, by the way. Ricky and Anne, if you combine the name, Ricky and Anne is Rianne, and then Ryan is R-Y from Ricky and Anne from Anne, so we combine our names. That's actually a Filipino cultural tradition. That is so combine cool. the names to come up with the kids' names. Okay. That's, that's what we did. So everyone, put this together now. Here's Ricky and Anne, three children, six, four, and two, traveling to 90-plus countries. 81. 81 countries. 
bottom line is there is no excuse for travel. Okay. I'm going to create another course on Udemy on EFT for no excuses for travel. But until that <laughs> comes out, <laughs> so you can travel the world with your family. How do you do it, Ricky? How do you take three young children around the world and educate them? Yeah, and I, I just wanted to uh, uh, correct you a little bit there because uh, I actually did 50 countries on my own before I got married, and then my kids have been to 30 countries with me, okay. uh, so it's, I just want to make sure that I don't uh, okay. misrepresent my kids' travel journey. So, yeah, so it's been 81 countries total for me and then 30 with my kids, So, uh, but our goal is to visit them all. Uh, so in terms of how we do it, um, so uh, basically, we got to practice first. <laughs> practice makes not perfect, but it makes better. So, um, you know, when we first left Canada, we did some trials. Uh, we decided to travel around um, British Columbia, which is the province where I'm from. Uh, we did, I mean, British Columbia is actually a big province. You can compare it to maybe like almost like California. So we, we went up and down the province. We did long road trips. Uh, we went from British Columbia, the province we're in, uh, on a bus ride by Greyhound to Alberta. Uh, so, uh, and then we did some trips into the U.S. So we tried first North America because if anything went wrong, well, obviously we could go back to Canada and then, uh, you know, uh, we have a home and we have uh, hospitals and all that kind of stuff. So we felt safe doing it in North America. We figured out kind of their rhyme and routine. We figured out what it would take to, to do long bus rides, et cetera. And then we basically decided we'll do a trial of one year. And uh, we decided to do it for a year. And if we didn't like it, uh, if I didn't like it, if my wife didn't like it, if the kids didn't like it, if our family unit didn't like it, we would turn back. Uh, but uh, about six months into it, like uh, we figured out what we liked, what we didn't, because there's always going to be things you don't like. For example, uh, my wife likes to travel a little bit slower. I like to travel a little bit faster. Um, I like to see as many countries. She likes to see uh, less countries in more detail. So we have to definitely adjust to each other's needs. Plus, of course, we had to figure out the needs of our children, like the need for schooling, the need for socialization, the need for play, uh, hanging out with the local kids in playgrounds, etc. Um, so we found that optimal balance, if you want to call it that. There's never a full balance, but there's the balance which works to the degree it needs to work. And uh, we've been doing it now for almost two years, uh, but there was a lot of adjustment and uh, uh, for example, now we're here in the Philippines, and my wife is Filipino. Her mom and dad live here, so she wants to spend time with them. So I'm like, okay, honey, we did a lot of fast travel in South and Central America, so now it's uh, her turn to you know spend time with the family. And then after we do our Philippine stint, then we'll do a little bit faster, right? So it's very much a give and take, making sure both sides of the marital uh, relationship are happy, and of course, making sure our kids are happy and healthy. That's the ultimate aim, and you know. Uh, making sure that we're traveling and blessing people too. We're not just traveling for vanity's sake. We volunteer a lot, help out in orphanages and uh, giving back, making a difference and changing the world, not just seeing the world. Yes, that is the beauty of what you do. So seeing the world, giving back to the world, you have your business, but that sounds absolutely fascinating to be able to do all that. Um, wow. Practice, I love the way you said practicing in North America first, and then as you got comfortable with that, you expanded. I'd like to see your passport. That might, that should be really something. I've actually ran out of pages in the past, like, uh, because I was like a, a prolific traveler in my 20s. So, I, like I said, I did a lot of my travel in my 20s before I got married and had kids. So, I'd run out of passport. I had to go to the Canadian Embassy and like 
excuse me, no more pages, what should I do? <laughs> so uh, once, they, once they added pages, once they gave me a whole new passport. So uh, because, you know, you got to realize some of the visas, uh, they, re they take a whole page. And, you know, the average passport length may be, may be about 40, 50 pages. So, if it, it, you know, it adds up and you have an entry stamp, an exit stamp, uh, you know, sometimes multiple exit and entries you're passing through in transiting countries. So uh, they definitely can fill up. Uh, quickly and now what I've done is I use my trusted iPhone and I take pictures of each and every single stamp uh, mm -hmm. Because you know sometimes you turn your passport in and they don't get back So at least I have the actual picture digitally of the stamps that I'm making an album so I can uh, It's kind of a little hobby, you know uh, some people collect souvenirs and mementos and postcards I collect passport stamps <laughs> and I, uh, I just I like looking at them and kind of like it's this accomplishment we have a university degrees and a diplomas and a certifications. Well, for me, the best education is not papers on the wall. It right. is passports, stamps and a passport because I truly feel the best education for myself, for my wife and the kids. And of course, just people generally is the educational element of travel. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable what you can learn yourselves and what your children are learning. They are truly international humans. They are global citizens and you know as parents we want to create better global citizens So what better way to create better global citizens than to actually show them the globe itself? Beautiful. All right, folks This is what you can do So for those listening in the US and around the world Become a global citizen. This is so exciting. I think that would be Actually, Ricky, you are teaching us how to heal the planet by becoming global citizens so we can all understand each other better and not do Yes, that. I, I yeah. truly feel that. When you look at the news, you look at the media, they'll label Muslims as terrorists and they'll label countries as like unsafe. And, you know, like when I travel, I see that Muslims are some of the friendliest people in the world. I've traveled extensively to the Middle East. I've traveled to some of the quote-unquote dangerous areas like Syria been to South Africa, been to um, um, like Rio de Janeiro. A lot of the media will be like, don't go to Rio de Janeiro. Don't go to Johannesburg. Don't go to slums in Calcutta. Well, you'll find the friendliest, caringest people in the slums because they have very little. Therefore, they give all they have. Uh, and it's just very humbling because uh, I've seen what the media doesn't tell you. And my job is to be the new media and educate. I mean, what we're doing now is a media uh, the new media, like podcasting, blogging, YouTube, and I feel we can correct the stereotypes that the traditional TV, print, and radio media no. uh, shares about the world. Sorry to say, but I think traditional media is, well, okay, Joan, be quiet on this one, but I have some opinions on traditional media. Been there, done that, rather do podcasting, <laughs> rather do blogging. <laughs> Wow. CNN stands for constant negative news. No offense, I like <laughs> CNN, but just uh, constant negative news. A lot of the media, they mm. highlight the negative parts of the world. Not all the good stuff. Like, there's so many amazing, brilliant stories, and I like to highlight those untold stories on my show and my blog and my YouTube channel. Oh, thank you for doing this. Okay, I'm going to be shameless with you. Digital Nomad Mastery. It has a picture of Ricky <clears throat> Shetty and Scott Patton on it. It is fascinating. Ricky has over, we just, you just celebrated your way past, but you just celebrated your 500th episode and going strong. You're probably up to a thousand by now. Um, <laughs> just amazing. Um, 
I don't know that I'm trying to catch up, but you definitely serve as an inspiration to me to keep learning, keep growing, keep meeting different people with different ideas. Now, Ricky, you have your own business, obviously, and it's digital. So this is the make money while traveling part. You make money as a digital nomad as you and your family travel the world. So it is possible to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love uh, answering the question about the money because a lot of people have the excuse of they don't have enough money. They can't afford it. Well, the thing is we travel very much on a budget. We're not ultra luxury travelers. We're not staying in the five-star hotels unless we get it sponsored by my blog. <laughs> but usually we're very budget. You know, we're staying in things like hostels. You know, hostels are very family friendly. Or we'll stay in like the private room in hostels. We'll stay in Airbnbs. I happen to be at Airbnb right now when we're recording this interview. Um, and uh, the thing about Airbnbs is when you stay longer, like if you stay two weeks or a month, you'll actually get a discount. Whereas if you stay in a hotel for like two weeks a month, they usually don't give you a discount. They pay, you pay daily, right? So Airbnbs is a great way to save money. So in terms of the actual making money part, uh, so I follow a multiple streams or income approach and a lot of digital nomads do this as well. So I have my private business coaching. I teach people about social media, blogging, YouTube channel, um, you know, even like how to take the steps to be a digital nomad. So I teach base skills around uh, internet marketing. Uh, so that's my business coaching. I do both private and I do group coaching and I do mastermind groups as well. And that's 100% digital, uh, one-on-one through Zoom, uh, group coaching through the Zoom webinars and uh, masterminding also through Zoom webinars. Um, and then I'm doing online courses. But, you know, like, uh, as you know, you don't make a lot of money on online courses. Uh, uh, you make uh, a little bit of a passive income every month uh, to do Udemy. I also have uh, seven different Kindle books. I have a whole series. Of, yes, I have a, a whole series about kids travel, uh, and it's about the seven continents. So I've already done uh, North America, South America, Europe, Asia, and the next book's coming out is about uh, uh, Australia, Oceania, and then Africa's coming out, and then the last book, uh, which will be coming out before December of 2018, will be Antarctica. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm also uh, getting money through my blog. I get sponsors who reach out to me, and I, I either get free stuff, like free products, free services, free hotels, free food, free sightseeing, or I get paid sponsored posts. Uh, so company will reach out and they'll say, hey, Ricky, uh, we see you have a big following on your blog and social media. Can you write about our company? Can you do a link back? Uh, so I'll charge for my blog posts. Um, usually it's between 250 to 500 per blog post, depending on the company I'm working with, depending on how much work is involved on my part to do the research, to write up the article, to share it, to maybe do a YouTube unboxing video. Uh, there's some bloggers who will do like a thousand plus for a blog post. I used to charge a hundred, now I'm kind of mid-range. Uh, and then I also make a passive income through my YouTube channel. So I have um, five million, yes, five million plus five uh, views. Five million? Oh yes, my God. Five million views. And uh, you know, that's um, about a hundred US passively every month. So for me, it's very much an active income through my coaching. And then uh, uh, passive income, a few hundred dollars a month passively through Udemy, Kindle, and uh, through my YouTube ad revenue. So that's my model. And uh, what I teach people is like uh, figure out something called your ikigai. Uh, that's a Japanese word. It means like uh, basically what is, uh, what is the reason you live, ikigai. And you've got to figure out what is your passion, what is your purpose, what is the world need uh, in terms of what's the problem you're solving. And if you can figure out the way to combine those things, your passion, your purpose, and what the world needs, that's the sweet golden spot. 
uh, called your Ikigai. So uh, uh, quick little way to do that. There's your shape, um, your spiritual gifts, your hard passion, your abilities, your personality, your experiences. And if you're working in a traditional job, uh, do something like a side hustle, uh, build up your income to from a part-time income to a full-time income. And you got to remember this, a last thing about money I want to say is that a lot of the world is much cheaper than where you are, Joan, or where I'm from, like U.S., Canada, or Europe, or Australia, New Zealand. A lot of the world is actually not that expensive in terms of uh, cost of travel, cost of living. Here in Asia, I'm spending a fraction of, as I went back to my hometown of Vancouver. Uh, so Asia, Southeast Asia especially, if people are considering traveling and they're traveling on a budget, come here to Southeast Asia. Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, um, into Indonesia. Malaysia, Singapore, a little bit more expensive, but uh, the rest of Southeast Asia is quite cheap and affordable. India is quite cheap and affordable. Uh, expensive parts of Japan, Korea, Singapore, Malaysia. So if you're on a budget, come to Southeast Asia. Go to like uh, places like Central America. We did that um, you know, earlier this year. South America, we did that last year. It's also very affordable for Western people to go to. And in uh, Africa, a lot of Africa is quite cheap uh, relative, again, to the Western uh, income. So the key here is you're making U.S. dollars online and you're getting paid through PayPal and you're living and spending pesos, right? So you're taking a good salary online and you're spending and living quite um, good. Like we live quite good here in Asia, much better than when we were living back in Vancouver. We're struggling. In Vancouver, we'd barely be paying off a mortgage. We'd be fighting about the bills. We'd, we'd have more days than income, you know, like, uh, so it was definitely a challenge and a struggle to survive. Um, and we were definitely surviving, not thriving. So we went from survival mode back in Vancouver to now thriving because we're making dollars and spending pesos. So um, I could talk a lot more about the subject. So hopefully I've, uh, I've shared some insights and tips. I there. could listen to you all day. Honestly, it's fascinating. Okay, and I'm saying people are saying, Joan, tell me how to contact Ricky. Tell me how I can be part of his coaching program, how to find him. So in addition to me getting all your information and putting it up on the podcast, how can people get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more about your coaching program, if they're interested in learning more about your blog, watching your YouTube channel? Give us your info. Yeah, very easy. And I just want to encourage all of you listening and watching. If I can do it, so can you. Because I used to be the guy back in Vancouver wishing, hoping, dreaming of traveling. And I realized, why can't I? I had this big inner realization saying, like, I can be that guy traveling the world. I don't have to use the excuse of none of money. I don't have to use the excuse of young kids. I don't have to use the excuse of later sometime in the future, right? So I made a decision to travel the world. And uh, I'll quickly end with this. Uh, there's four steps to travel the world. Um, one is to save. Secondly is to sell. Uh, thirdly is to get sponsors like through a travel blog. And fourthly is to get a salary. There's multiple streams of income I mentioned. So the way I can support and help you, you can uh, definitely find out me on all over the web. But uh, my website is daddyblogger.com. Uh, and I have links to my social media. I have links to my podcast. I have links to my YouTube channel, my Udemy courses, and more. And uh, I just wanted to share especially about my podcast. If you guys are watching and listening are interested in this digital nomad journey, Remember this, I've interviewed over 500 different digital nomads from around the world, and they all have different models. Some people are doing things like what I'm doing, coaching, online courses, Kindle books. I also do workshops like when I'm traveling as well. Um, and then some people do things like programming, coding. Some people do website design, graphic design. Some people do ESL teaching, um, and, you know, like virtually. Some people do tapping around the world like Joan. So there is no job 
skill, passion that you can't be a digital nomad in. I truly feel that. Uh, even if you're an event producer and it's like, okay, can I do that overseas? Yes, you can. You can do retreats, conferences or overseas. Uh, you're a realtor? Yes, you can. You can do uh, real estate anywhere in the world, right? So whatever job you're doing now, I'm almost certain you can make an online income from it and also travel the world. So check me out, daddyblogger.com, and I'll be happy to help you make your travel dreams come true. Beautiful. Oh, this is so exciting. And if anybody wants to learn emotional freedom techniques or just want to get unstuck, if you've got something in your head, even after listen, listening to this exciting interview with Ricky and you're saying, I don't know, yes, but, yes, but, contact me, jonahjoankaler.com or tappingwithjoan.com is my website and I will help you get unstuck. I'm all about helping people get unstuck lose all their yes buts, all their stories, all your excuses, whatever is going on in your life that you want less of, I can help you get rid of it in terms of self-sabotaging thinking, in terms of negative emotions, whatever you want more of, I can help you change your mindset. That's what I do as a consultant. I'm a licensed therapist in Pennsylvania, but I consult all over the world. And if I can help you and be of service, it would be my honor and privilege. So having said that, oh, thank you all so much for watching, for listening. Please stay tuned for another episode of Life Without Limits because there are no limits truly to what you can achieve. So bye-bye everyone for now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Joan Kaler and I wish you well. Contact Joan at joankaler.com for training, speaking, or consultation. Follow Joan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Remember to share what you learned today with others because there are no limits to what you can achieve.